Welcome back to Retirement Intelligence with Tom Bruckner. Tom and his team at Strategic Asset Conservation will work to help you discover the buying power of your future dollars. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Retirement Intelligence with Tom Bruckner. My name is Michelle Wright. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your very busy weekend schedule to join us here. We really appreciate it. You are, of course, listening to 960 The Patriot. Let me go ahead and give you our phone number here. It's 480-661-6800. That's 480-661-6800. On the web, we're at gotonight.com. That's G-O, the number two. K-N-I-G-H-T dot com. That's how you reach Tom and the entire team at Strategic Asset Conservation. Now, Tom, you know, we've been talking about our love for sports, but I also want to talk about what's (laughs) been going on in the economy because there's a lot of things that are popping up and spring is synonymous, at least in the Northeast where I'm from with March Madness, but it's also synonymous with spring cleaning. So one is really fun. Which for would me. I rather talk about? Exactly. Is that your next question? <laughs> one is really, really fun for me. One is a necessary evil. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we probably should. We can talk about both and, and that might balance it out. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's not as strong an economy as Warren Buffett thinks it is. That's right. for sure. And, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because... Warren Buffett recently, you know, addressed his letter to his annual shareholders at Berkshire Hathaway. And he was also in the news because Forbes came out with their list of the top five world's billionaires. Warren, of course, number three on that list. But in his message to his shareholders at Berkshire Hathaway, he was pretty upbeat. The AP's Josh Funk has a little bit more on that letter. Investor Warren Buffett said the economy is really in a lot better shape than the presidential candidates are making it sound. He thinks that, you know, a baby born today is going to be much better off than their parents and still have a prosperous future. So, I mean, I, I, that to me seems like a statement of the obvious, kind of like the sky is blue. But I don't know. Tell me what you, your yeah, thoughts if are. You've got if you've got a long enough time horizon, obviously, you know, you're, you're going to do fine. I mean, Warren Buffett can afford to say that because he's uh, even after being down, what is it, 11 billion last yes. year is what he lost. Um, you know, he's still got 77 billion of his 88 billion left over. So and, you know, he's look, let's be candid. I mean, he's shilling for Democrats. Um, he really is. He's a Democrat. He's been a Democratic fundraiser. He's a big fan of Hillary and Obama. You know, I wouldn't call him an out-and-out leftist. I think he's more passive when it comes to politics. But he's a he's a can't we all just get along kind of guy, and he 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 eschews ideology. Mm-hmm. So you know, he's all about he's all about you know making money. And um, look, the reality is uh, he's made a lot of money under Obama because the pipeline didn't get approved and, uh, and his, uh, his rail lines uh, are the ones that made money on that. So look, the, the reality is the economy is pretty lackluster. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking at a 1% growth rate for the fourth quarter. And although people are saying that the first quarter is growing at you know 2.4, 2.6, something like that, I wouldn't at all be surprised, given how big the downturn was in January and even into early February, that by the end of this month, you know, here we are in Mm mid-March, we've only got two weeks to go for this thing to really ramp up. I'd be shocked if the economy is growing at a a stronger pace than, say, 1.7. 
Yeah. And that's nowhere near what it was growing at under Reagan. You know, we we uh, we buried Nancy Reagan this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just a, a just an icon and a tower of uh, of strength of a woman. I remember the 80s. I remember Ronald Reagan as president. He was just a he just turned the economy completely around. And you know, the best bumper sticker I've seen so far this political season is I miss Reagan. Right. You know, because I mean, we just haven't had we haven't had the decorum, the protocol, mm-hmm. the class, you know, that we wish we'd had. I mean, Ted Cruz and uh, Kasich come closest to embodying that, but still not quite. And uh, you know, so look, the economy is growing at at one to two percent, which is pathetic considering its history, uh, especially under somebody who did it right, like Ronald Reagan did. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I, I don't know. It's, there's a piece on Zero Hedge this week that uh, that I read from in the uh, the first segment. Mm-hmm. I want to just want to reiterate that. Yes. So this is what they said one week ago. Quote: In other words, buybacks are on pace to surpass buyback records. Wow. What are buybacks? Buybacks are corporations buying their own shares of stock in the open marketplace. Where are they getting the money? They're raising. They're they're issuing debt. In other words, they're 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 issuing corporate bonds, right? That are paying a lot better than what people can get in a twelve month CD, right? Mm-hmm. National national average for a twelve month CD, according to Bankrate.com, right now is zero point two seven. Oh gosh! Right. So if you can get a corporate bond paying two point eight, right? Right. Meaning that a corporation can raise really cheap money by paying only two point eight percent for it by issuing bonds then that debt issuance pipeline here, continuing with the quote, has to be unclogged or else risk the failure of hundreds of billions in bond refinancing in the coming months, not to mention the collapse of the bond buyback pathway. Companies have scrambled to put a risk-on mood on the market by repurchasing their stocks so that these same companies can issue more debt so that they can buy back even more in the future. Okay, let me stop you here because I, I don't know if I'm fully grasping this. So what what these companies are doing is they're taking money out to buy their own stock to say, look, our company's doing so much better than really it is. Than it actually is. is. Yeah. So, you know, typically if, you're, if your shares are going up, it's usually a sign that you're profitable. Right. Meaning shareholders are willing to, others are willing to buy your stock because they see the value of that stock going up. Mm-hmm. Right? So if that's the case, then, uh, you know, then presumably your company is doing well, right? It's got, Correct. It's got earnings. Yeah. We're, we don't have earnings. We're in an earnings recession. We're not producing anything. One of the reasons oil is so, so dirt cheap right now is that there's no industrial demand for it because there's no industrial demand for the things that industry produces. Mm. Warehouses are full. People aren't buying stuff, right? Um, you know, I mean, you can see buying taking place at, at, at Best Buy on the weekend. Right. You know, they're buying they're buying flat screen TVs. Well, right. that's because the price has come down from twenty thousand to seven hundred. Exactly. I mean, you know, I, I picked up a smart TV for our kitchen a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. for for four hundred bucks. Right. A thirty two inch ten eighty p smart TV for actually it wasn't four hundred bucks. It was two ninety nine. Yeah. You know, and I spent the afternoon, you know, putting it on the mounting bracket and making sure. But I mean, it just barely fits under the space there underneath the counter. It came out awesome. $299 for a 32-inch 1080p smart TV. Right. Think about that. I remember when we we had a Plasma Pioneer Elite on hold, like 15, like, I don't know, maybe uh, 
seven years ago when Tweeter went out of business, mm-hmm. that was originally list price of 20000 By the time we, we bought it, it was seven, and we actually ended up paying four for it when Tweeter closed. Right. Right? So, but still, $4,000? Right. Compared to 300 th- three, 300 yeah. yeah. 299 Yeah. So, you know, you can see buying taking place, but people are buying inventory at dirt record prices, and corporations really aren't making a profit on it. They're just getting rid of inventory just so they can move it out and get the new inventory in. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah, what's happening with buybacks is that companies are borrowing money from investors when companies issue bonds, right? So if you're a bond holder, you are a loaner to a corporation. If you are a stockholder, you are an owner of a corporation. Ah. So loaner to versus owner of, right? Loaner mm-hmm. to is bonds. Owner of is stocks. So they're loaning money to basically the corporations are borrowing money from bond buyers, right? Who are giving them money, mm-hmm. paying, you know, 2.8 in, a, in an interest rate environment of 0.27. They're going out and they're buying those shares of stock. They're buying their own shares of stock and keeping the price buoyed, i.e. keeping it up or making it go up higher. So the perception is that stocks are going up when the reality is it has very little to do with the organic strength of the economy. It has everything to do with manipulative, cynical, no nutritional value buybacks by the board of directors of their own company stock. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's, it's scraping cotton candy onto the tongue of a five-year-old. Right. It's Which, all it is. Yeah. If anybody's ever done that, they know that is not a wise move. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If, if, you've, if you've ever had, if you've ever had a grandson, mm-hmm. you know, who was, uh, was on a sugar high, yes. <laughs> you know that there's nothing there. I mean, you can burn a lot of energy, you know, look, can you, can you, can you build muscle mass that way? Not, not, un, not unless you eat something afterwards. Right. You might have the energy to break down your muscles by weightlifting, but unless you eat something afterwards, you're not going to repair those muscles with, with sugar. Right. It's got to have nutritional value. Right. So, you know, the economy's not that strong. You know, you, you've got another, uh, a clip that, um, from Fox Business that we wanted to play, right? Correct. Yeah. And Fox Business, what they were talking about is, you know, doing a little spring cleaning of your finances. And Fox Business is saying, okay, well, here's a tip for you. Let me play that for you. Is your portfolio a little bit out of whack? Are you too heavily weighted in certain sectors, for example? You should be reallocating your portfolio a couple times a year, but I would actually take a more serious look now because we have been up against some serious volatility. And so being able to take a look at your portfolio, I I think that's a pretty key thing to do, especially now, right, Tom? Yeah, well, reallocation just is, it's an opportunity to take advantage of of cyclical change on a a quarterly basis, right? Mm -hmm. So most of our, when we design a portfolio for a client, you know, as advisors, we generically, I'm not talking about me specifically, but we advisors in the advisory community, when we design a portfolio for a client, you know, we're, we're taking advantage of, of trends, right? Mm-hmm. So if large caps were in favor in the last couple of years and we think they're now maybe coming out of favor and small caps and technology are going to come back again, whereas they were down, you know, so the economy is going from zig to zag and we want to make sure our portfolio favors the zag that we think is coming. Mm-hmm. So we re- re- reallocate that pie chart. We shift the slices of the pie around. Now, Sometimes what happens is if people are in for the long term, we just design a portfolio for their current age and station in life. 
let's say they're 50 years old, mm-hmm. and, and that portfolio, once it's designed, we just automatically rebalance it on a quarterly basis. So if, if one segment outgrows the other, then, you know, then, then we tweak that segment and we redistribute the money. Mm. There's, a, there's a great story going back to the tech wreck in 2001 where people who had initially they had 19% of their money in the technology sector. As that market grew during mm-hmm. the late 90s, it became 60% of their portfolio, mm. right, without right. rebalancing. Right. And then the technology sector crashed. So 60% of their money lost in 33 months, right. 63% of its value. Gosh. And if you if you had only reallocated, right, if you'd only rebalanced that portfolio, exactly. you, you that wouldn't have happened to you. You you would have lost, you know, you would have lost a, a, a percentage. It might have been 15 or 20, not 63, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't have had most of your eggs in that sector because of rebalancing. So, you know, what people should hear from all of this is, A, the economy is not as strong as we think it is. B, a lot of stock manipulation is going on in share buybacks. And C, one way to avoid that uh, what's coming, the consequences of what's coming, is to properly reallocate your portfolio. And to figure out how to do that, Tom and the team can help you with that. So I'm going to give you their phone number so you can reach them. Jot it down. Give a call, 480-661-6800. That's 480-661-6800. On the web, we can be found at gotonight.com. That's G-O, the number two, K-N-I-G-H-T dot com. Tom, believe it or not, we've come to the end of another retirement intelligence program. I know you want to say so long to everybody. Uh, just enjoy the games, man. It's, uh, it's a great time of year to be watching sports. Thank you for listening to Retirement Intelligence with Tom Bruckner. For your own personal appointment with Tom and the team at Strategic Asset Conservation, call 480-661-6800. That's 480-661-6800. We'll return next week with more Retirement Intelligence with Tom Bruckner. The information covered today is designed to provide general information on the subjects covered. It is not, however, intended to provide specific legal or tax advice. It can't be used to avoid tax penalties or to promote, market, or recommend any tax plan or arrangement. You are encouraged to consult your tax attorney or advisor. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurer. Riders may be available at an additional cost. Product and features may vary from state to state. For full details on how life insurance works, including fees, expenses, and costs, contact our office at 480-661-6800.